Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Sports Ethos Bulls coverage post-game show. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined by my good buddy and co-host here, Mr. Trey Hill. And I'm just getting home from a, a long day of work. I was able to kind of half-watch the game, Trey. I actually left, um, I want to say like maybe two or three minutes into the fourth quarter. We had like a 17-point lead. And uh, driving home, I was able to listen to... The uh, Thunder, unfortunately, I was listening to their announcers and uh, listening to us almost blow this game. But uh, the Bulls do hang on in the end and they win this one by one meager point. Um, so, Trey, tell me, 111 uh, 110 was the final score. Tell me your thoughts, Trey. It was a rough look out there whenever they w- the Oklahoma City Thunder went small, started playing that really aggressive defense, and the Bulls just kind of turtled up and stopped moving on offense. Everything just kind of stagnated. It was an, it was an ugly showing from them. They just kind of got punched in the gut or, you know, not even the gut. They just got punched right in the nose Mm -hmm. and they were really lucky to be able to hold on because they, the thunder were just coming fast and furious. Yeah, man, um, that's rough. And and like I said, you know, I missed, unfortunately, our, our, well, maybe fortunately, our little collapse at the end there. Um, Some thoughts I had, though, you know, obviously we had Zach Levine, we had Javante Green back in this one. It was so nice to see, man, so nice to see us having some athleticism for once and not to, you know, bag on our other guys like, you know, Malcolm Hill and uh, Alfonso McKinney and stuff like that. But it's just a different level when you got a Javante Green and and a Zach Levine out there, Um, especially getting buckets in transition, creating, you know, offense off of your defense it was nice to see that script flipped for for once you know the last seven or eight games we've been giving up just buku buckets in transition so it was nice to see us on the other end of that for tonight trey it really was and between being able to run off of the rebounds and off of all of the steals the bulls were able to get they were it seemed like they were in the transition more often than normal they had seven steals tonight and it seemed like on most of those they were able to get out and transition and go uh just it was it was such a fast paced game especially there at the end when the thunder really ramped it up as you know kind of their tactic to to get back in it and stacy king and adam amin mentioned a couple times the thunder have done this uh, a handful of other times, you know, they ha- they have the ability to come back. They're pretty well coached. They have, you know, a team that, as we saw tonight, can be a defensive, fo- you know, they can get some stops. And it was just what started out as such a great game, just it turned into a nightmare very quickly. Yeah, um, you know, and, and obviously DeMar DeRozan sat tonight. Um, we didn't really know that until – right before the game pretty much. Um, but man, did I just step in for, for 
DeMar DeRozan or what. I know, you know he, he was DeMar for us tonight. Yeah. Mini DeMar. Yeah. Good. Oh, he really was, though, especially like in that first quarter. It seemed like almost all of his shots were right there in the mid range. That one, one dribble pull up, and he was just, I think he started nine of nine from the field and just took, you know, he was responsible for the Bulls getting out to such a big league lead. Him, Zach, and Vooch, they just, you know, they kind of dominated. Uh, the Like you mentioned, though, having Green back, that was that was so big for the Bulls. I noticed early on him getting in passing lanes, you know, just tipping balls, uh, crashing the offensive board, not getting the offensive board, but, you know, knocking the ball out, and then it goes off a Thunder player. So he doesn't get the offensive rebound. But the Bulls get another possession because Green's crashing the boards. It was it was a, a nice night to have the Bulls come back. You just want to see them handle that pressure better. To me, I think it, it's got to be on Billy Donovan a little bit because the Thunder went small for so long. He He had enough time to talk to those guys and to tell them, look, you just need to get Vooch the ball. They're going to bring the double on Vooch, and that's when one of you cuts the other, and then the other two rotate. You know, make yourself open and available for Vooch to find you on the double team. He's tall enough to see over those guys, and they—it was like they were just ignoring him in the post completely. They're late in the game, and I know you didn't get a chance to see it, so you can't, you know, comment on that one way or the other. But it, it really seemed like it was the Zach Levine show, the Kobe White show. It. And I thought they really had an opportunity to trust in Vooch, who was having such an excellent game at that yeah. point, and just kind of roll with him while he had the advantage, and they just elected not to. Yeah, I was able to check in for maybe about, uh, I don't know, I would say 50 to 60% of possessions through the first three quarters. So uh, what I did see from Vucevic, though, um, I liked a lot, 26 points, 15 rebounds tonight, um, 10 of 18 from the field. I did send you something, Trey, that made me kind of laugh. Uh, right before we jumped on here that I saw on Twitter, uh, just kind of a meme that was the the, the Nikola Vucevic cycle. And it's uh, just, you know, Vuce plays bad and, and trade Vuce and then in quotation marks and then, you know, we're here. And then on the other side, Vuce plays well and, and it's oh, and you all said trade Vuce. So and we are kind of like that right now. Vuce, he is very up and down for us at the moment. Wants more consistency out of him. But I like what I see tonight, obviously. Um, but, you know. They were going against one of the teams. It's one of the worst teams in the NBA at guarding the center position. So um, he, he should have had this game. You know, and I'm not going to say that uh, I take anything away from from doing it. You still have to go out there and, and, and do it. But, um, you know, this is what we expect against a team like the OKC Thunder. So I'm glad that he went out there and did his thing. Uh, also tipped in four assists to steal and had three blocks as well. But, yeah, man, Io. Uh, Io was, uh, I believe, um, a perfect eight of eight for shooting in the first half, if, if I'm correct uh at 18 points he finished the half with that buzzer beater three from half court man uh just uh you know this kid we needed continues. that didn't we yeah we needed every single point tonight this kid just brought it man um but yeah i'm glad they sat tomorrow honestly trey just to kind of back up a little bit um something that we wouldn't have seen done in the garpax uh era you know it just seems like you know this is a different era, and I thought this was really a smart move because he really has – I mean, he carried the team last night just unbelievably, put the team on his back, did everything for the team. He's done that you know, multiple times this season. So I'm glad he's actually sitting now, and I'm glad that that shows you know the confidence in this team and in the squad to you know pull out a win against the OKC Thunder on a back-to-back. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. 
don't get it twisted. This is also a back-to-back for the Bulls. So it wasn't necessarily the easiest game in the world. The Thunder are one of the best teams in the league at covering the spread also. So um, they can, they constantly overperform what people you know expect of them. So not an easy game, Trey. Not at all. And to backtrack a little bit on Vucevic, uh, we all know I love Vucevic. What I was really impressed with tonight was his, his ability on defense and just – the way he was able to recover. I know he gave up some threes, but he was having to to crash hard on some of those SGA and Giddy drives because they were just, if he wouldn't have been there, they would have had wide open layups. So, you know, he had to crash and you can't ask a guy to go from the rim all the way out to the three point line to be able to contest something like that. But he was able to get out on a lot of rotations. Uh, you saw the three blocks. He had the one steal too. And it just seemed like, I felt like having Green, having that athleticism to back him up a little bit, I felt like that kind of helped Vooch be a little more assertive to where he wasn't having to be as worried about reacting uh, on the help, worried about, you know, having to cover for other people because he is that last line of defense. And having better defenders around him, I think, kind of helps get him out of his shell, or it seemed like that tonight. Well, one of the main reasons that we didn't uh, blow the team out of the water or win by a decent amount, I think, is Kobe White going three or 14 from the field. Um, you know, I didn't think from what I saw, the, the plays I saw, the shots that he got, didn't think they were bad shots again. Just a horrible shooting night from him. One for seven from beyond the arc. He had a bad shooting night last night as well. Um, so hopefully this is just a minor slump. He's going to bust out of it pretty soon here. But he did chip in seven assists, Trey. Uh, and again, I did like what I saw out of him, despite the fact that he didn't shoot the ball well. He also had seven rebounds, and he had a couple times I have written down in my notes where he, he did an excellent job just trying to run through, get over the screens. A couple times he even managed to get over both screens of that like uh, double drag where they have two guys set the screen at the top of the key, and one will cut to the basket, and the other kind of stays out front or up at the three-point line. And Kobe was able to fight over both of those and just kind of blow up their plays, which was really nice and helpful. Um but yeah, that shooting, a night where you have DeRozan, instead of having Kobe play 31 minutes, a night like tonight, maybe he normally might play 24 minutes and not get up 14 shots if he's shooting the ball that poorly. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, you know, the Bulls took care of business in the end. Um, it's a good win. Uh, Donovan, obviously, Billy Donovan coming back to OKC, um, getting a win there. The Bulls are now a half game out of first behind actually the Miami Heat, who are now currently in first place. Brooklyn Nets are tied with us for a half game behind. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks are a full game behind. So that's the grouping of four people still at the top. We needed this win, man. We really, 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 really needed this win. Um, despite the fact that, you know, uh, it's still pretty early in the season. Just such a bad side recently. This just 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 was a needed win here. Um, we- Zach also, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was looking at the game recap on cleaningtheglass.com. So the Bulls in transition, their points per possession, they were plus 21.5, which is in the 100th percentile. So basically they were as efficient as any other team has been this year in, ter- in transition. So that that's just – that's an excellent mark for this team. And and yeah. when you watched it, it translated like it seemed like every time they got out on the break, they were able to get good shots and they were getting buckets. I'd be curious to see, Trey, what the um, Bulls transition buckets and points are or maybe just point differential when Zach Levine is on the court versus when he's off the court. Because I feel like having him on the court 
just really speeds up the game. I mean, obviously Lonzo Ball does that too, um, just getting the fast break started. But man, Lon- I mean, Zach Levine, uh, Io, and Kobe are really the guys that are streaking out there, getting buckets. But um, I-, I would have to you say. You mean that- on offense or on defense? Or like the on whole offense. thing? Like the- on offense. On offense? Okay. But also the differential. I'd want to know that too. Um, so maybe that's a little bit of homework for us to look that up before our next show here and see what that on off is because man it just looked like a completely different team when we're talking about well, transition. I, I can tell you right now so zach levine when he's on the court they are plus 2.2 points per 100 possessions and they score 112.9 points per 100 possessions so can you remember those two numbers mm-hmm. hit me with them again real quick sorry they are plus 2.2 per 100 mm-hmm. possessions and 112.9 points per 100 possessions. And then when Zach isn't on the court, the differential instead of the plus 2.2 is only plus 1.1 and they only score 112 points per possession. So it's actually basically the same yeah. on offense. Interesting. Which is kind of surprising to me. That is a bit surprising. Yeah, I was wondering if it was a little bit, there's a bigger disparity there. There is a disparity. They are better, um, but it's not as big as I would hope for. But um, it just felt different. You know, that, that doesn't necessarily uh, confirm my eye test, but uh, it's okay. Zach Levine, speaking of which, though, did look a little bit rusty tonight. Obviously, he shot 6 of 19 from the field, 3 of 10 from beyond the arc, uh, 8 of 10 from the line. You know, nice, nice there. They had 7 assists and 7 rebounds, 23 points, only 3 turnovers. I mean, you know, 3 is pretty average for him. So uh, just a little bit of rust there. I know that's kind of a cliche when a guy's coming back, but I did feel like he looked a little bit, um, I wouldn't say out of sorts, but just, um, you know, not exactly finishing the plays that we normally see him finish, right? Yeah, that, that's right. And uh, one other thing I didn't mention, the effective field goal percentage, they are two percentage points better when Zach is on the court compared to when he's off the court. So they do get better shot. They do, you know, shoot a better effective field goal percentage when he's out there. So they are, you know, getting slightly better shots when he's on the court. So your eye test isn't completely wrong. It just wasn't quite as broad as you thought. But you also have to remember when Zach's off the court, most of the time, DeMar's on the court. So the offense isn't going to dip too much. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, definitely. And uh, not having DeMar tonight, obviously we felt that in the fourth quarter, man. That would have been a big run stopper to have DeMar there. And um, you just feel like he wouldn't have had as many turnovers and just bad, bad, bad decisions down the stretch there. Didn't get to see it, but I was listening to it on the radio. Uh, the yeah, OKC oh. announcers were excited, man. <laughs> they were they were pumped. Oh, it, it, was, it was a run. And you mentioned if we had DeMar, it would have been different. Uh, those numbers we were just talking about, Zach, on or off the court, I went ahead and threw DeMar and Zach on the court together. So anytime those guys are on the court together, the Bulls are plus 7.1 points per 100 possessions. They score 115.8 points per 100 possessions. That's in the 88th percentile. And they have an effective field goal percentage of 55.5. That's in the 90th percentile. So like they are one of the, you know, when those two are on the court together, the Bulls have 
one of the most effective offenses in the entire league. So talk to me about something here, Trey, and it, you know, I didn't catch this until later uh, when, I looked at, when I was looking at Twitter, but um, they had listed Kobe White in the starting lineup, and it was actually Javante Green that got the start. Any Did Stacey say anything about that? Was there any extra info about that? I mean, I think it makes more sense in my mind uh, for Kobe to come off the bench. I didn't really question it when it happened in real real time, but I didn't know that the you know starters that had been announced weren't those starters, if that makes sense. He, he basically said exactly what you just said from what the only time I remember him commenting on it was he mentioned that Kobe White was announced as the starter and then they switched it to Javante Green. But then he also said, you know, he followed up with what you followed up with, that the lineup change made more sense because having, you know, Kobe come off the bench made, you know, that just made more sense. You need that scoring. Yeah, you need that scoring in that second unit. We've talked about it before. And, um, you know, it, it, you look at the second unit, it's just not inspiring. Matt Thomas only played seven minutes tonight. He was one for four from the field. You got Tyler Cook out there. And I believe Tyler Cook uh, rolled his ankle, if I'm uh, not, not or if I'm remembering correctly. Is that correct? No, he got hit in the face. Oh, yeah, hit in the face. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so he had to go out of the game. Uh, Malcolm Hill played 17 minutes. I thought he brought some good energy in, in spurts, but uh, not exactly the most offensive player here. Um, Tony Bradley, again, only got a minute and a half, you know, despite all these people being out. So I, it just feels like he's falling more and more out of the rotation. Trey, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that – not convinced, but I, I think I'm leaning more towards these guys. Uh, the Bulls are going to try to get a better backup big, um, you know, probably in the buyout market or something like that. They're not going to give up a lot to get one, but I just I just feel like they're losing confidence in Tony Bradley. What do you what do you think? His first play in, he got called for a moving screen. He could have got called for moving screens on the next two possessions he was in, so I think Billy Donovan saw that and just yanked him before the refs could realize that Bradley was just moving on everything he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I agree 100%. They don't have any confidence in him whatsoever. Vucevic played 39 minutes, and I know it was a close game, but early, you know, early on when the game is getting out of, you know, when the Bulls are up 22 points, that's when you let Vucevic rest and you let Tony Bradley get in the game if you have any confidence in him whatsoever, and the Bulls simply don't have that. We don't have someone that we can trust to give Vucevic three minutes at any point in time, you know, in the first three quarters. Mm. Yeah, that's tough, man. Um, so we got to go with the small ball center, and, and we don't even have Derek Jones Jr. I just there's just just holes right now that the Bulls have to plug up, and we're just a few weeks away from the trade deadline. Um, so I, I do think that there's a, a move here on the horizon, uh, if not getting that that you know wing player we've been talking about forever, um, then at least getting a backup big that's probably better than than Tony Bradley. And I was a man. I, that that's really disappointing because I was defending him to some of the people that uh, were kind of naysayers at the start of the season because I really wanted this guy to play well. He had some good spurts in Philadelphia, I felt like. So um, just kind of disappointing that he just hasn't quite panned out for us. But, um, you know, you never know. Uh, maybe another off season, or he gets traded to a different team or something and, and, and just takes off. I mean, it's not always about – a lot of it's about fit and stuff like that. And Maybe it's just not the right environment for him. So it is what it is, right? <laughs> He's he he was effective earlier in the year. It just it seems like when he gets in, he's so anxious to do something, to get in there and to be active that it you know because like I said tonight, it was the moving screens like that was the issue with him tonight, and that's an issue of just not being disciplined, not being focused enough to you know 
stop moving. It was because they they were. I know again, you you didn't get a chance to really observe, but he did. They weren't even close. It was it was laughable. You know, Stacey King just commented basically, you, you can't do that if you're setting a screen. You know, uh, setting a screen at the top of the key where everyone's watching you, you can't do that. And I I'm of the I. I like Derek Jones Jr. a lot as the backup center for the small ball lineups. I don't think Cook is going to be the option long term. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're right. If anything, I think they're going – I'm still holding out hope on, you know, Patrick Williams being able to come back. But even if he doesn't, we have Derek Jones Jr. to play that, you know, the poor man's version. So I think, if anything, the Bulls are mo- most likely to upgrade that backup center role. Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, but speaking of the, the center role and, and just we saw an injury scare last night with um, Nikola Vucevic and he played through that discomfort today, uh, which I was really, really happy to see, uh, you know, especially after he played like crap dog poop last night. I'm um, just happy to see him playing and out there and, you know, just owning it and having a good game. Um, I just feel like that's going to do a lot for his confidence. And, and not only that, but obviously, like, you know, like we're talking about, there's not anybody that's going to replace him on this team right now. So if he goes down, man, the Bulls are really, really, really screwed. Not, not that they aren't. They're, they're Right now, they're really, really screwed. But they'll be really, really, really screwed if Nikola Vucevic goes down. Because we just don't have a center that's going to play the, those 35-plus minutes that Vucevic is playing on a nightly basis for us. So it was awesome to see him play, play through that discomfort, Trey, and, uh, and to play well, man. So I was happy to see that. Yeah, there were definitely bright spots tonight. Um, you're glad the Bulls, we're, you know, we're glad the Bulls got the win, and you just hope that you hope that they can watch the tape because I know there's not a lot of practice time right now, you know, in terms of being able to get on the court and that sort of thing. But hopefully, you can Billy Donovan and the team can break down the tape and at least walk the guys through. Hey, well, this is this is how you break that zone. This is how you break that double team and. I think this team has shown an ability to evolve and, you know, digest things throughout the season, how teams are playing them. They've been successful when the play, you know, when the guys have been out there on the court, they just have to get the guys out there on the court. And so hopefully they can take this as a learning, you know, a, a lesson learned and be lucky. They still got the W. Definitely. Uh, and guys real quick, uh, please take a moment to follow at ethos fantasy BK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too. Again, that's at ethos fantasy BK on Twitter. Go follow it now. And also we have a brand new fan daily fantasy partner at sports. Ethos thrive fantasy prop up with thrive fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos. when you sign up to get hundred percent deposit match bonus at your first deposit. Up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props are the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of nightly prize money. Check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. But, yeah, Trey, uh, like I said, big win. Um, just like you just said, too, big, you know, we needed it. We just we absolutely need this just to kind of right this ship a little bit. Our next game here uh, is Wednesday against the Toronto Raptors. So uh, nice to get a night off. Um, we're at home against the Raptors. So that's nice, too. Uh, Raptors have been, uh, if I remember correctly, they've, they've lost, I think they lost two uh, and haven't been playing super, super well. Um, then the Bulls are playing the Spurs and the Trailblazers and the Magic. So, you, you know, we I'm looking for a good game here against the Raptors before we start taking on these um, weaker opponents. And hopefully, um, you know, we have DeMar and Zach for both of for all of those games. 
Uh, and you know, we're, we're still going to be without Caruso. We're still going to be without Lonzo ball. Um, this is, this is our team now, uh, until the bulls make a trade, right? It is, uh, Javante green had his 25 minute limit tonight. Hopefully we get to see that increase as you know, he gets more accustomed to being back in the game. I'm not sure if the minutes limit is because, you know, he just hasn't played in so long or if they're just trying to be careful with him, but hopefully he can get some more minutes because it seemed like the guys, had to play a lot of heavy minutes again tonight. And that, you know, it's great to get the win, but you'd like to be able to see them not have to play 38, 39 minutes every night. Yeah, definitely. And, um, Bulls, man, I, I really hope, um, you know, I was listening to the radio earlier today, but I really, I agree. I really hope the Bulls can stay in that top four to five range and not slip down to the six, seven, eight range. Cause if you're slipping down to the six, seven, eight range, you're talking about a matchup at this point, you know, with the Brooklyn Nets, uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks, with the Miami Heat. Um, I, I don't want to see any of those teams in a seven-game series. Not that I don't think we could potentially beat them in a seven-game series, but man, that could be a potential first round out, and that would probably be a disappointment for me. How about you? Yeah, if the Bulls lose in the first round, that's a disappointment after the start to the season they had, regardless of who they would play. Um I think if they lost to any of those three teams in the second round, it it could be seen as um, an average season. I don't even know that I would call it a slightly successful season because I feel like the the core has has thrived when they've been together. It's just been you know the absolute worst season in terms of having the the players on the court together. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I I would guess that the Bulls have more missed games from players than just about any team in the league. So I actually heard Stacey King say earlier today um, on Sirius XM that we had the most games missed due to COVID. I don't I haven't confirmed that myself, but I believe it, man. I, I think that might be the truth. And even besides that, we've got also got, I would say, maybe if not the worst, then top five worst injury games. Well, missed. you have you have those COVID games that you just mentioned. You have Patrick Williams going out early on in the season for, you know, basically three-fourths of the season to maybe, you know, more than that. You've got Lonzo Ball getting ready to go out for, what was it, six to eight weeks? Mm -hmm. You've got, or maybe, yeah, I think six to eight weeks. You've got Mm -hmm. Caruso out six to eight weeks. You just had Zach out three games. It's, the injuries have piled up on top of the COVID, and the fact that the Bulls are still doing this well in the standings, given all of that, I think is a testament just to the depth of this team. But the, you can't ask that depth to ha- you know continue to play those heavy minutes without giving them rest. So that's that's one reason I was so happy to see DeMar get that rest, because they've had to ha- ask him to play heavier minutes than I think he's intended to play on those older knees. Yeah, and it, 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 that's long view stuff, man. I love that because, um, again, I'm just so happy they decided to do that in this game, and the Bulls still won. It was a smart move. It's the right move. Um, the Bulls have never rested players, you know, in the last, I don't know, I don't think ever, uh, as far as I've been watching, as long as I've been watching the Bulls. So this is how the modern NBA works. This is the smart move to make. I enjoy it. I like it. I think it's the right move. I think getting rest days for one of these top three guys makes a lot of sense. On the flip side, at the same time, like I said, Bulls need to stop, need to stay basically in the top four to five range to be able to win that first round playoff series. We're all hoping that happens. So, um, so it's a little bit of a, a balancing act, but I think that tonight was, it made a lot of sense for them to sit tomorrow. So I hope that kind of stuff continues. 
But I think that's going to be it for us, guys. Um, real quick before we go, I want to also let you guys know uh, and remind you to use coupon code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. But that's going to do it for us, guys. I am your host, Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at Keith And Trey, where can the people find you? On Twitter at Final Finally. And don't forget to follow the show, guys, at Ethos Bulls on Twitter. And uh, we'll be back definitely for a recap of the uh, Toronto Raptors game on Wednesday. Uh, and uh, we're working to get some more guests in here for you, maybe some uh, guests that have been on the show before uh, to pop on again for us, some of the ones that we like talking to the most. So uh, be on the lookout for that. But uh, until then, let's go Bulls, and we'll talk to you soon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.